Um, a bunch of high-end Dodge vehicles were found in storage containers in Edmonton and in Montreal that were about to be shipped overseas uh, to be sold. They were all stolen from Alberta. And uh, there's this, we, we all know that there's the international rings and these cars are resold over there. But I want to speak with uh, Sid Kingma. Sid is uh, the director of Western Canada Equity Association, which is a nonprofit that helps insurers fight fraud and has been a major player in investigating this particular kind of car theft in Canada. Sid, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Shay. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. This story that came out uh, yesterday or earlier this week, I guess, uh, out of Edmonton and Montreal, no surprise to you, right? I mean, this is exactly what you've been tracking for some time. Yeah, sadly, that's true. Um, it's it's just not something new. It is making its way out west, so we're seeing it more and more. Uh, but we, we have seen it quite quite a bit uh, in the eastern provinces, Ontario and Quebec. Um, and, and the way that it works, it's a shopping list, essentially, right? There are thieves that are hired in Canada by people in, I don't know, Africa, Eastern Europe, wherever the case may be. And this is, they're given a list of vehicles to steal, correct? Yeah, that's that's the way we see it. It's an organization, uh, just like any other organization, that's uh, out to make money, and, and that they use a shopping list because that's the demand that they have in those areas, and uh, they come out to our areas where there's plen- plenty of those type of vehicles, and, and that's been the thefts happen. Have you been able to, in your work, track out how that that network operates? Like, how do they communicate? I mean, are, is there is there a known organize organization that operates between different parts of the world is there like hey this is the guy you talk to in canada if you need this car or that car yeah we we don't have that sort of information that's more left for the uh, police agencies you know uh international policing like interpol those kind of places to work with local law enforcement and uh federal law enforcement so we don't have that sort of uh in-depth insight into the organizations is canada a pretty popular location for this kind of theft is this one of the destinations that they seek out it it certainly seems to be um you know we we just have a lot of uh the vehicles that are are wanted in those other areas Mm -hmm. and um yeah so it seems that a lot of our vehicles are ending up in places overseas like in north africa in the middle east in europe and those kind of places um I, i know that you know law enforcement here works on this all the time is there anything in these other countries that can be done. I mean, you know, the story that I was reading on Global says, I mean, it, having a Canadian license plate on one of these stolen vehicles, is it's even a status symbol. They're not trying to hide it at all. Uh, the countries the, that these cars end up in, the governments there don't seem to care? I wouldn't say that's for all countries. I, I, we see that in uh, one specific case uh, uh, where you can, I mean, anyone can Google, it's kind of like a Kijiji site uh, in Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see those like, those. Uh, Canadian license plates still on the vehicles. Other ones, they try to to mask the idea, the true identity of the vehicle, and they won't put the VIN on their advertising sites, and the license plates are obviously off them. Uh, so it, it's it's sort of hit and miss. But I would say generally, most most of the uh, bad actors in the countries try to hide the uh, true identity of the vehicles and where they came from. Any way of knowing, um, Sid, how many we're talking about here? How many vehicles are leaving Canada and heading overseas? Yeah, I, we don't have the numbers right now, but I think probably we'll be doing a count um, at some point during the year or maybe at the end of the year to see what uh, the numbers that we know. Um, we are working on repatriating the ones, uh, working with the insurers who paid out uh, on the policies, on, on the theft claims on those policies, on bringing them back to Canada. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have a better idea probably as the year progresses. 
Uh, Sid, it's, it's, it's an amazing story, and uh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.